0: Welcome to day number 16 of the Pray First 21 Days of Prayer campaign. Um, I really believe if you've made it this far, you have something really special going on. And uh, maybe if a daily prayer time was already something that you enjoyed, um, then I hope you you sense the connectedness with your church family that a campaign like this can bring. And just knowing that others value prayer as much as you do is something special. And so let that encourage you today. Um, We're in this thing together. And in case someone does need that encouragement today, I want to share a thought from a somewhat obscure verse in the Old Testament. It's actually in 2 Samuel and chapter 23, where we find the last words of King David of Israel. And then below his last words, it lists out men who were known as David's mighty warriors. There were 37 men in all who were really legendary in their military exploits. And buried in that list in verses 20 to 23 is a man named Benaiah. Uh, listen to verse 20 what it says about Benaiah there was also Benaiah the son of Jehoiada a valiant warrior from Kabzeel. he did many heroic deeds which included killing two champions of Moab and another time on a snowy day he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it now have you ever heard of anyone chasing a lion down into a snowy pit um, we don't know what Beniah was doing or where Benaiah was going. Uh, it was snowing, obviously, which is a little strange for the country of Israel. It only snows really up in the northern um, mountains of the Golan area. So for some reason, Benaiah was up in the north, hiking in the mountains, and he sees a lion, and he decides to chase it into a snowy pit and fight with it. And apparently he lived to tell about it, and the lion did not. But see, normal people run away from lions. I certainly would. Uh, but apparently lion killers think differently than normal people. Now think about that moment when Beniah and the lion see each other. Think about that lion when he realizes that not only is Benaya not running away, which is normally what happens in this lion's experience, But Benaiah is actually running at him and the lion turns and starts running away from the man and it's snowy and it's slippery and the footing isn't so sure and the lion is the one that slips and falls into a pit. And then, without hesitation, I guess, Beniah gives a yell and leaps after the lion down into the pit. And then there's some kind of sounds that are muffled in the snow, you know, a roar, or at least that kind of screamy sound that mountain lions make. And Beniah is probably yelling. And then there's just silence. And then Beniah climbs out of the pit with the lion's blood warm and red against the background of the white snow. And man, that just sounds like a scene from an action movie. But. Here's the thing about the story, and here's why I wanted to to talk about it today. Encountering a lion in the mountains in the snow probably qualifies as a pretty horrible circumstance to be in, but Beniah doesn't roll over and let the lion eat him. He doesn't even run away from this horrible circumstance. He turns the situation around and he decides there's only one character in this story that gets to go home today, and I'm going to make sure it's me. He didn't avoid the lion, only to have the lion stalk him later. He didn't run from the lion. He decided in that moment, I'm dealing with this danger now. I'm going to choose the time of my battle. I refuse to be somebody else's lunch. I'm not going to let my vulnerability become fuel for the beast. And he takes off running after a lion. And because of his boldness in chasing the lion, and because of his determination to not be lunch, to not even let that danger hang around and hunt him down later, what could have been a bad break for Beniah ends up being a big break because this episode and this encounter in his life ends up going on his resume which promotes him to a position of great honor. Look at verse 23 in 2 Samuel chapter 23. Talking about Benaiah, he was more honored than the other members of David's mighty warriors, and David made him captain of his bodyguard. See, what Benaiah didn't know at the time, what Benaiah couldn't have known at the time, was that he wasn't just chasing a lion. He was chasing a promotion to the position most trusted by the king of Israel. He was chasing honor. He was chasing favor. He was chasing a different future that he would have if he didn't kill the lion. But even though Beniah didn't know all of this when he leaped into the pit, God did. And God knew that the lion was merely a step toward God's ultimate plan for Beniah's life. The lion chase was a necessary experience to qualify him for what God had made him to be and made him to do. And doesn't God? just always seem to have a way of taking our past experiences and using them to qualify us for our future. See, God sees everything. God knows everything. He's like this grand chess chess master, but one who knows the future and can turn every piece into a king or a queen. And so what we see as trials and struggles and temptations, God has actually orchestrated as part of his master plan for our lives. What we see as problems God has orchestrated to be pathways into greater things, but sometimes peering down those pathways feels like we're staring into the mouth of a lion. So what lions do you have around you? What thing almost killed you yesterday or maybe last month or last year? What seemed like it was going to kill your career or maybe your marriage or maybe your family or maybe your faith in your relationship with God? And then the other question I wanna ask you is how are you going to react to your lions? Will you turn and run? Will we let those issues fade into the background but kind of know that they're stalking us? Kind of know that we've put them off maybe for a little bit but they're waiting for a moment of weakness, waiting to catch us when we're most vulnerable? Or will we trust that God's strength and God's wisdom has designed these problems that we have? Will we put ourselves in a position of strength to be able to tackle these things? Will we start walking and then jogging and then full on sprinting straight at our problems, knowing that nothing comes against us that doesn't first pass through His hand? Knowing that whatever I face down today only prepares me for honor with my Father and prepares me for the future for which He designed me. That's such an empowering perspective that everything I face is necessary to make me who he designed me to be. That should take away all our fear. It should fill us with courage. It can even make us grateful, trusting that God is strengthening us for our future. And those are the moments when we come alive. Those are the moments that God will honor in eternity. Look at what Ephesians 2 verses 6 and 7 say, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms so that God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness. Wow, our lives, our struggles, our weaknesses will be on display for eternity, but every moment of our lives, every struggle and all of our weaknesses will be beautifully stained with his grace and his kindness and we will wear them like medals and badges of honor in the presence of our king. For a neat read today head over to 2 Samuel 23 and read about the other 36 men and the other things that Beniah did to earn his honor and be made the captain of David's bodyguard. Be blessed today, be bold today, have victory today and decide right now I will not be anybody else's lunch.